It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. What do you do, baby? Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 758 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, August the 7th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean, and you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at RockAuto.com. More on them a little bit later on. All right, on today's show, there is a basketball game for the Raptors coming up on Friday night. That's a 9 p.m. start time, so there's still a little bit of time here for some pregame listening. And to offer up that pregame listening in the form of a mailbag podcast is, of course, myself and our guest today, our favorite, Katie Heidel. Katie, what's going on? Um, not much, man. No? Just, uh, just looking out on the street, the cars going by. The cicadas buzzing away. It's a nice day. It is a nice day. It's been a it's nice, a nice week. And the evening's getting cool. Is making me feel less like garbage all the time. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm, uh, the, the podcast is being recorded in a new setting today. Uh, I'm in my parents' house right now. There's a cat sitting next to me in a sunbeam. I wish I could switch places with it. Um, there's, uh, there, there's, you know, just a whole lot. There's like action going on in the house. The family's buzzing around. It's, uh, it's an interesting environment. <laughs> but we will get through the podcast. Uh, also, a reminder that tonight, after the Celtics game, and I guess you're here on Saturday morning, my mom is going to join the podcast to break down the Celtics game. So stay tuned for that. That will be a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's very nervous, but I told Why? her that I can edit around what whatever nerve she has uh. <laughs> no no need to be nervous at all i agree uh mom katie says don't be nervous uh <laughs> all right it's gonna be great no matter yeah. what she says absolutely uh all right we're gonna get into your mailbag questions now we got a few very good ones in actually we should probably start with some news before we get to your many mailbag questions some involve nick nurse playing guitar some involve cover bands some involve fred van vliet being unguardable all of that stuff we'll get into it um but i guess there's some breaking news out of the raptors that patrick mccaw is leaving the bubble for treatment on his knee that he's had soreness i believe in his left knee um you know obviously we know our opinions on patrick mccaw like the player and nba contributor on the floor that still doesn't mean this doesn't suck for patrick mccaw for the raptors this is terrible uh i would hope that everything will be sorted out soon but this has been a nagging injury all year long so far for patrick mccaw and uh i hope he uh he gets right because it's not good news katie I, I mean, I'm not sure if this has much impact on the on-floor product at all, although, you know, you could argue that McCaw maybe was staking a claim to a higher spot in the rotation just based on the play of, like, Terrence Davis and Rondé and Chris Boucher early on. But um, any sort of grand sweeping opinions about Patrick McCaw other than uh, hope Patrick McCaw is okay? He could have his moments. Like, he had a few of them. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that, you know, we, we wouldn't have 
had like a really great fourth, um, I don't know, <laughs> half a dozen <laughs> macaw minutes at some point that we would have looked really fondly on, you know, mm-hmm. um, the agent of chaos himself. I hope, <laughs> I, I hope he's all right. I think it is a bummer. I think it's probably such a bummer to have gone down there with the team early and then like gone into the bubble and just like seeing everything kind of unfold and to be a part of that. And now to even see like how successful the Raptors have been and then have to leave Mm -hmm. uh, as things are starting to take off that it sucks in general, but I feel like that would suck even more. Definitely. Uh, Look, I I think, you know, obviously McCaw is, has his offensive limitations, but he's a defender that Nick nurse trusts. He's a guy who hit a three in the finals last year. People forget that. Um, he is of course the three time champion and uh, it'd be nice if he could be on the floor for his fourth championship this year. And this isn't to say he's not going to come back. Obviously. I mean, he could Mm -hmm. go get this checked out. Maybe things are okay. And he's two weeks away from coming back. Um, you know, he'll have to quarantine and all that stuff that, uh, comes with leaving the bubble. But, um, you know, this isn't like a death sentence for his season just, yet but um you know you you like to have extra guys on hand if you're going to win a title we saw it last year the more dudes you have who are capable of having a four minute stretch that can save a game or spin a game that is important like jody meeks played some minutes in the playoffs last year that didn't mean he was necessarily important to the cause but they were useful minutes from time to time uh i I almost said that with a straight face (laughs) shout out to nba champion you need guys yeah you need guys you need need, dudes you need dudes you need guys (laughs) need guys being dudes and dudes being guys and uh patrick mccall was nothing if not a guy being a dude out there on the floor and it would be nice to have him back just to have that extra option you know if you got an injury or something like that patrick mccall is probably i mean you could argue terrence davis is a better player and i think you would be absolutely correct in that but you could argue that in terms of reliable ball handlers you want to just sort of shepherd the offense through its motions i i think McCaw might be the third best guy for that among the backcourt rotation. You know, obviously they have Gasol and Siakam who can kind of take on some of that burden as well, and even Norm Powell. But, um, you know, McCaw has his uses, and there were going to be minutes for him at some point. I mean, they weren't going to play only seven guys the entire postseason, and that rotation of Davis, McCaw, Hollis Jefferson, Boucher, Thomas, like one of those guys usually seems to find a way to pop at some point during a game uh, or, or another. But... Um, yeah, hopefully all the best to Patrick McCaw. Hopefully things can uh, can get sorted out there and he can rejoin the team in whatever small role he may have with it going forward. We know Nick Nurse is sad because uh, he's without he loves his boo, Matt Patrick McCaw. <laughs> On that note, we are going to talk about Nick Nurse and maybe some ways he can cheer himself up in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about rockauto.com, which if you're a car dumb dumb like me, is a wonderful site to go to save yourself some money and not pay full price that the chain stores will often charge you for rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they've got everything from engine controlled modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpets whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate as well 
quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and most importantly the prices that you prefer best of all the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box as well so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Katie. Let's uh, let's dive on into the mailbag here. We got a pair of sort of related questions. One from our pal Micah Wimber. Another from our pal S. Baraheni, uh, recent guest of the show. Uh, and we're just going to lump these in and make an entire segment out of them. Uh, the first one here comes from S, who asks, If you had to pick a name for a Raptors-infused cover band compiled of Nick Nurse, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam, what would it be called and why? The other question from Micah is, what song is Nick Nurse playing, or what songs are Nick Nurse playing on the guitars these day on the guitar these days? Uh, we can lump these in together and answer the song thing after we establish what the band looks like. Um, so a Raptors cover band. First of all, what band are Nurse, Ibaka, Lowry, OG, and Siakam covering? I don't know that they could agree on one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like their musical taste skews so far from what I assume Nurse's taste to be. Mm-hmm. Though we know him to have like a, I don't necessarily always agree with it. Uh, namely, the Arkells obsession. But <laughs> he has also like when he's when he's like listed the music that he listens to, we know that it's very wide and far reaching. Right, right. Yeah, I feel um, like Nurse could be pretty yeah. like eclectic and versatile with this. I wonder yes. if they come together. These are some very cool guys. These are some dudes who uh, I think are probably... Like, I think Serge Ibaka has got a lot of different sort of interests as well. What if they were like a TV on the radio cover band called Radio on the TV? Mm, no. No? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going even farther back just because I feel like like nurse... It can't be something... To, to me, it can't be something even like... Um, 2000s or beyond just because like but it also can't be too classic because it will have no relevancy with uh, his band members right slash the guys that play for for his basketball team Mm -hmm. um so i don't know maybe like i was thinking like t-rex or like (laughs) talking heads or like psychedelic furs (laughs) or something like some kind of like um yeah I don't know why that's where I'm going. I like because talking maybe they heads. had such 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 range, you know. I like the talking heads, and they could use Raptors sort of uh, behavior as part of the name. They could be the stalking heads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they could stay sorry. talking heads because uh, they could just they could be it could be like a revenge band against all the media that never gives them the time of day oh yeah they could just be called fuck the talking heads <laughs> with the little asterisks like we don't mean you david Byrne. 
Yeah, no, obviously, of course not. Duh, that's in the brackets. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the name of the first single on their on their album. Um, in terms of okay, so how does how, what's the arrangement here? Obviously, Nick Nurse's lead guitar. Who like mm-hmm. slots in at each other? Uh, like who's lead vocals? Who do we got as uh, keyboards? Who's bass? Who's drumming? What's the arrangement of the band? I think OG's keyboards. I can just really see that already. Oh, yeah. I also would contest. I don't think Nurse would be lead guitar. I feel like he'd be like, he'd be like, no, I'd rather, I'm more comfortable. Like, he'd be like, I want to be the maestro. I'm going to be like the rhythm guitar. Okay. Um, So he could like be in the background, but still micromanaging. He's the Nels Klein from Wilco. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then who's going to do vocals? Mm, I mean, Marcus Sal has like, I has swayed me only with a photo of him pretending to be <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Mark's not I'm part not of the question, though. Why? I thought I, I could know. pick. I, I was just going by who's listed here, Ibaka, Larry, OG, and Siaka. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I can't pick Mark. Um no. We've seen Ibaka. Serge sing on Instagram before. Yeah, Serge is a pretty good singer. He was singing yesterday. I didn't get the song, but now I know how to record. Oh, I didn't. I just learned how to record. I sent you that creepy video that you didn't like. Yep, I hated it. Of Chris Boucher. <laughs> but I learned how to screen record. So mm-hmm. this was a big achievement for me. Um, thank you, Dylan, for showing me how. A uh, game changer for uh-huh. uh, basketball <laughs> feelings and uh, vacation watches. NBA bubble watch. Yeah. Uh, blowing up my phone and its memory capacity extremely fast so a lot a lot's gonna happen um (laughs) what was i saying oh yeah serge i wanted to shazam the song he was singing right (laughs) i didn't get it in time serge could do vocals yeah serge could do vocals i could see kyle Um, wailing on drums like a maniac i could too yeah yeah yeah, i could too i was gonna say that but like he's he's got like the flair and like just like the over like the the speed and just like the the intensity but also his technicality is a lot yeah his technicality is on point (laughs) he's doing like the little sort of flourishes Um, he's twirling the sticks and pointing at people when they need to come in mm -hmm, like he's mm -hmm. counting them in that's like a good place i feel like that is a good instrument for a point guard to play yeah I, i like that too uh og and Siakam are the other two here. Oh, sorry. We got OG on keyboards. Okay, so where's keyboards. Siakam slot in? Is he going to be... I think Siakam could be lead guitarist. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those big strides, big kind of flashy. on the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's going to have some kind of weird, really weird looking... I don't know my guitars very well, but he's going to have mm-hmm. a real flashy, weird looking one. An so, axe. He's going to we... have an axe. <laughs> are we having Serge do lead vocals and bass then? Is that the setup for him? No... Who are we inviting into the band from outside of the group here to be the bassist, the, the late addition to the band? Bassist, bassist, bassist. Casal would also be a good bass player, I think. Yeah, yeah. Happy to not really take the spotlight, but just rock solid. He's got like the the pace the pacing in his life of most of the bass players I've known. Like mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. seems like the type. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That works. Very good question. Uh, and to the second part of the question, this doesn't necessarily have to be a talking head song that uh, Nick Nurse <laughs> is playing on the guitar, but is there a song that Nick Nurse is uh, really sort of getting into, trying to figure out all the chords to while he's in his room uh, for many hours a day in the bubble right now? I mean, again, talking head songs, weirdly, you don't have to work that hard applying them to things that have happened in raptors canon Mm -hmm. you know like burning down the house 
um, psycho killer, <laughs> road to nowhere. We know when we know those years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. He's just playing a bunch of talking heads licks. That's great. Uh, very good questions from Micah and S. They'll change uh, the. They could change the lyrics here and there if they want to. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming they're writing parody songs for sure. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, move on in just a second. But first, I want to remind people to check out Locked on Celtics. Uh, John Krause does a great job covering the Celtics over there. We hate the Celtics, but we love John, and he does a great job covering the Raptors' next opponent. Please go and listen to that podcast ahead of the Raptors game or after the Raptors game with Boston on Friday night. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, we have a few more questions to get to here. Uh, Let's first dive into one from our pal, Freddie Rivas, about our pal, Fred Van Vliet. He asks, is Fred being small no longer a weakness for him? No one can guard the guy. (laughs) (laughs) You can take Um, this if you want. (laughs) I love counting on, I love counting on Freddie for just like, the basketball questions. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, always, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, and I miss talking to Freddie about this, this kind of stuff in person uh, when we both worked at the Contemporary Art Museum. Right. So, right. I will say. Um, also, I love it when Freddie asks questions about Freddie. <laughs> we love Freddie. We love nice. all Freddies. Uh-huh. This is a Fred Fred Forward podcast. It is. Mm-hmm. I never felt like size was ever like a detractor, honestly, in Fred's gameplay. Like much like Lowry, he's not someone who like, you know, big guys can't really back him down. He's mm-hmm. not as good. Like he's not as like adept at it yet as Lowry is. And I think that's like a singular skill for Lowry as well. But he doesn't back off. So I think like in that sense, size has never been a problem. I mean, I suppose like, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have the wingspan or like the length you know, some of these other guys do, but he does make up for it in a lot of different ways. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, he's also like, he's not extremely fast, but there are times when he's just like doing blitz plays. He's like doing all the extra stuff. Like he's, you know, he's just like, he can be everywhere. He has that capacity, but I think it's just more due to the style that he plays with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, He plays big, like he's always played like a bigger guy. I mean, and I hate even saying that, you know what I mean? It feels like... Like it, it feels like a slight against him, mm-hmm. but he's never, he doesn't play really, he doesn't play to his size. Certainly. He's definitely soaked up that Kyle energy of not really caring about what the height on the, uh, the, the transactions page is. Like he's just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, 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 like, I mean, he, he's not quite as good as Kyle yet at the whole stopping dudes when they get in the post and everything yeah. and just being a brick shithouse. But I mean, if you ask Kyle Kuzma from the game against the Lakers over the weekend, <laughs> he's getting there. He's getting much closer. And yeah, I mean, look, we'll see. It, like in earnest terms, the playoffs last year were uh, not an entirely good rosy experience for Fred Van Fleet because the Sixers are freaking enormous and that caused him some issues. 
I think he's improved his game. I think his off-the-dribble game is a lot more sort of explosive. I think his catch-and-shoot is obviously amazing. His shooting uh, threes off the bounce is obviously great. Um, You know, his finishing around the rim, though, is always kind of the issue. I'm not worried about it defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're going to be able to hang. If they need to throw him on, like, Jalen Brown or something in a Celtics series, I think they can get away with that. Um, but if it's, you know, trying to score over Joel Embiid and Al Horford, then you know, we'll see. I, I'm less confident in that. But it also doesn't mean that he's not worth the money or anything like that or, you know, that he should not be a part of the team going forward. He has so many other good qualities that make up for his sometimes not so good finishing around the rim and sometimes maybe just not having the height to sort of evade bigger defenders. Nothing he can do about that, though. Sometimes teams throw out 6'8 dudes at the two guard, and that's just how it is. Um, but next, he's like also yeah. so adept at shutting down shooters, I will say. Like mm-hmm. when you watch him, I did recently just rewatch like um clips of him like shutting down Steph Curry and like frustrating the hell out of him in that series like Mm -hmm. last year and then like you know when he's on guys like when he's on someone like Dame or just like he he's very very good at just like chasing people off but like being extremely relentless and making shooters very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and having to pick really bad spots so like I don't necessarily mind that because he makes, again, like he makes up for it, like I guess what he lacks around the rim in a lot of other ways mm-hmm. that I think are pretty unique to him. Uh, and then give the Raptors in that sense like a, a, a different kind of advantage. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree wholeheartedly. We like Fred Van Vliet very much on this podcast. Uh, height, regardless of that entire uh, conversation. Um, another question <laughs> here comes from uh, Faisal Asan. He asks, thoughts on OG's ceiling? He looks like a completely different player in the bubble. That is true. He looks incredible. He's driving with just like extreme confidence. He's defending dudes like a maniac. That's kind of always been the case. But um, when it's LeBron, it kind of stands out a little bit more. What are your overall impressions of OG so far here in the bubble? He looks great. Yeah. Yeah, he looks he looks um I mean, this is kind of also the first time you're seeing him really consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, he he played really well I think at the start of the season uh and then just as guys started to get hurt, he was maybe thrown into some lineups that didn't necessarily like underscore him as best they could. Like yeah. it, he wasn't the the f- feature of them. Uh but now I think just like with prolonged play and like he's getting leaned on a lot more. And I think those were the things that actually kind of worried me more. Like, would he be ready for that kind of thing? Also because of all the time he missed when he got hurt last season, Mm -hmm. you know, he kind of missed these like moments of leadership that Pascal and Fred got um, throughout the playoffs. But so I was kind of like, all right, like, would he be ready? Like in the, in the crunch. And I know we haven't seen like true crunch yet, but like he, he's really showing up. Like he's, he's like extremely, he's got a lot of finesse He's like playing really confidently and like kind of chillingly, which I really like. Like mm-hmm. he could be such a st- like, and I think he's going to be. But it's like we're seeing him be this kind of like stealthy like shooter, <laughs> yeah. um, and like a stealth like a really stealthy presence. Like I think he's kind of made LeBron pretty nervous. Um, so <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like that that kind of thing expand because the Raptors don't really have that like they're very persistent like they're so good in how they're persistent and that you can never forget that they're there like defensively but they don't actually have many guys that are just like 
pop up out of nowhere and like scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like uh, the least try hard guy on the team, um, which is not a, a slight or anything like that. There's uh, quite a standard to, to live up to with the, when it comes to try hardism on the team. Um, <laughs> he just like it comes so casually to him, especially just like the menacing defense of dudes like LeBron or whichever poor wing or apparently center gets put on him. And that's like <laughs> the thing that I am just like blown away by is like when he guarded Bam Adebayo so freaking well and um thinking mm-hmm. back to that Jokic game just before the pause where he guarded Jokic as the only big man the Raptors had on the top like available at the time um I, I just I'm like in terms of ceiling like that actually answer the question like I think you know couple time all-star is not totally out of the question considering the strides he's made here putting the ball on the deck and you know adding some more to his scoring repertoire and I absolutely think like all like all defense for sure maybe even this year i'm not sure if he's going to get the votes because it seems like all the raptors are cannibalizing each other because they're all amazing at defense but i think he's going to become like one of those unquestioned like oh yeah he's a lock for all defense first or second team whatever it is and like finalist for defensive player of the year absolutely like he's that good and if he's going to be able to flash guarding point guards and centers in the same stretch of games i mean that is uh that's that's horrifying for other teams to think about and exciting for me to think about as someone who loves watching freaky defense. So, um, you know, it it all kind of like the real ceiling kind of hinges on the offensive side of things. I don't think he's ever going to become say the offensive player that Pascal Siakam is just because the touch there is so nice and um he's kind of got the three levels thing already kind of working. Um but, you know, it's also very early in his development. He's only 23 years old. He's still got a lot of development to go we kind of lost a year because he was put to the bench after a great rookie season and then didn't play in the playoffs like as you mentioned and so there's still a lot of sort of work to be done there to sort of get to the end version of what OG is going to be um but yeah he's uh he's awesome and he has certainly made me even more excited about the idea of like hey who knows what's going to happen down the line but if you build a team around OG Pascal and ideally Fred Van Vliet going forward like that's going to be a team that's very good and has a very good baseline for success uh long term because OG is uh is a freaking menace in the best kind of way um Katie, last question here. This one comes from our pal Jay Rosales. He asks, what's the title of this year's edition of We the Champs? <laughs> uh, you can answer this first if you'd well, like. You can you could name the book uh, for me if you'd want. Just like We Still the Champs, no? Yeah, Something I was going like to say that? like the <laughs> We Still the Champs makes sense. I was thinking like the um, sort of the the subtitle maybe changes a little bit where it's like we still the champs, um, you know the the detailed history of Eric Bledsoe and how he created a dynasty or something like that, <laughs> something mean and slanderous towards someone else in the Eastern Conference. I feel like would really capture the energy of this season for the Raptors. No. Um, it would be funny if you just called it Asterix because that's like what's going to get <laughs> tossed around quite a bit, I mm-hmm. feel like, uh, regardless of who wins, but certainly if the Raptors do. See, I feel like it's different because like if the Raptors win and maybe this is just Raptors bias baked in and that's totally possible, but I'm just thinking of this like. You know, if the Bucks win, it's like, oh, they couldn't get it done in a regular season, but hey, they did it when things are weird and, you know, X player missed X amount of time because they pulled a hamstring because the return was too speedy or whatever. Um, whereas, like, if the Raptors win it, like, they've already done it without their bet, like, with Kawhi-, Kawhi on the team. If they do it without him, 
like that is such an overestimation i think of preseason expectations that I mm-hmm. think it's just like, okay, we got to hand it to them. I mean, holy shit, they won it again, this time without Kawhi. I think for any team, the asterisk would be the smallest for the Raptors. I don't think there is an asterisk at all. I've kind of come around to everyone's going through the same stuff. And as long as people stay healthy Good. and people aren't missing as a result. Like my asterisk thing was, oh, what if LeBron gets COVID in the conference finals? Which, you know, <laughs> like if that takes place, then yeah, there's an asterisk, of course, because it's just not a normal circumstance. But um, because they've kept everything healthy and everyone seems to be playing super competitively, I don't think there's an asterisk at all. I think it's weird and different, but I don't think that means the title means any less. Good. <laughs> I was still trying to think of book titles for you, but I got I uh mm-hmm. I think I, I think, think you gotta just keep it simple. Yeah, I think we still the champs is uh is a good way to go. So uh all right. I am going to uh wrap it up there, Katie. Do you have anything you would like to promote? Mm, no. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, but that's okay. I feel like you know people people know where to go. Amazing, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect plug. Go to basketball feelings. Go to a basketball. Um, go to go, NBA oh yeah. Bubble go to flush. a basketball. Yeah. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah, God. you can go to a basketball. You can follow dishes and dimes. You can subscribe to Basketball Feelings. You can follow the weekly column, uh, NBA Bubble Watch on Dime. What else I miss? You can follow me on Twitter at whatevs, W-T-E-V-S. How's that? That's that's perfect. Uh, it's uh, it's wonderful. Uh, I think uh, finally you've decided to promote yourself on this podcast, and you can take me off salary as your hype man. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for tuning in again. I'll be back again. Uh, podcast drop in early on Saturday morning, breaking down the Boston Celtics game with my dearest mother. Uh, we're going to talk about the the game and probably slander the Celtics a whole bunch, which would be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in starting next week i'm going to be on sort of semi vacation and uh, taking it easy for a few weeks um, because you know you plan a getaway during the busiest time of the sports schedule right that's what you always expect when you plan a getaway for august Um, either way uh, katie and vivek jacob are going to be jumping in to do a bunch of episodes in my stead which i can't wait for uh, and you don't have to listen to me all the time anymore which is good for all of the listeners and uh, i look forward to what you guys are gonna be doing Um, i think your first episode will be sometime like middle of next week like the 12th or something is when you guys are stepping in so um I, yeah uh, it's just gonna be a plug i'll plug episode i'm just gonna go back and plug everything um <laughs> i've done in the last six months and that i think you know that'll make up for all the times i haven't <laughs> i uh no i endorse that. no filler as long as you get the ad <laughs> stuff in you're all set yeah just do, do the yeah, ads yeah, plugs yeah. you're fine uh. <laughs> they're plugs the ads are plugs so if it's an all plug app they'll fit right in <laughs> Uh, All right. That is going to do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts as always. And we'll be back again on Saturday morning with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Prime members. 
you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.